Welcome to Trust the Bachelor Process, a podcast where Bachelor superfans and sisters, Alex and Sarah, discuss all things Bachelor Nation, typically with a glass of rosé in hand, our two true passions. So sit back with us, sip rosé with us, and enjoy the journey with us. of Matt's season of The Bachelor. Um, guys. Uh, <laughs> you sound like a game show host. I, that's how I'm feeling today. So, <laughs> we're just okay. um, so, you know, we're, we're on our second episode with him. I don't feel like I know him any better, but we'll get to it. Um, just a little housekeeping before we get started. Uh, Sarah and I uh, were on Taylor Mashak and Alyssa Lipman's podcast, table, the Table Flipping Podcast, last week, uh, and we did a Bachelor draft, and we talked all things Matt James, his potential political affiliations, uh, what we're going to potentially do when one of us loses the draft. It was It's very fun, and we had a blast, so be sure to check those out, and hopefully we'll have those ladies on this season as well. Um, but in the meantime, we have two amazing guests to help us recap this episode, and I am so, 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 so excited. Um, we have the co-host of the Baywatch Watch, Carly Mihalik and Zach Olson. Welcome, gentlemen. Hello. 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 Thanks so much for having us. Yes, thank you for having us. Oh, my gosh. Thank you guys so much for being here. So, Charlie, uh, you're familiar with the format. You've, you've been here. You, you know what you're doing. Um, but, Zach, we don't know a ton about your history with the Bachelor franchise. Do you care to, to fill us in? Uh- I would love to, uh, to be perfectly honest with you. It's almost nil. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> my, fir- my first bachelor slash bachelorette experience is, uh, Claire and Dale. Um, I, yeah, I just, uh, some friends of mine were like, Hey, we're going to watch the, um, bachelorette. You know, I was like, you know, I'll, I'll check it out finally. And it's an odd way to start, uh, this TV show because uh, as everyone knows, that's not how the show usually goes where someone comes in and is like, yep, that's the one. And, and then when Claire left, you stopped watching, right? You I said, did. Yeah, Tasha, not my bachelor. Like, no, I'm kidding. I've been, I've been, I watched it all since then. I watched Tasha as well, and I'm no, watching that now. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> yeah, I was three. What was that? Three or four episodes? Yeah, three or done. four episodes. <laughs> it's like I, I pretty much got the idea. No. So technically, you've seen two bachelorettes. Then I will yes. say Matt's season is already. It already feels so much more normal. Not even just the fact that Claire knew who she picked night one, but just yeah. like the dates and the atmosphere. But my question is, do you did you have a preference of bachelorette? Like, was there a half of the season that you enjoyed more? Uh, Tasha, was- I, I think I think that's like yeah. This is probably how this show should go. But there were, of course, moments with Claire that were just pretty funny. <laughs> You're just like, what bonkers. is going on here? Yeah, bonkers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but but I you know I also realized I'm like, yeah, this is probably not how the show should go. Because uh, no. she was yeah, she was kind of rude to like a lot of the people too. I mean, like the other contestants, I felt I ended up feeling bad for them. Like she'd be on a date with someone, and he he was like pouring his heart out, and she's like, you know, what? sorry, I have something on my mind. I gotta go talk, and yell at everyone for being critical of Dale right now. And I, I was like, what? <laughs> What when you this? didn't like how she treated Yosef too, right? <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> no, that is not true. Oh that is not true. No, no, no. Don't, I, that just because I'm being critical of Claire Levitt does not mean I'm Team Yosef or some of the other. Uh, oh, of course. Oh, my God. God. <laughs> Throw people under the yeah. bus left Charlie, and stop. right. <laughs> Definitely not Team Yosef at all. Um, but yeah. Oh, my God. Well, okay. Well, I'm curious to hear your thoughts on this season from – both of you, because I feel like Nemecolon were already like light years ahead of the La Quinta. Like I said, it's like a little more normal. Oh, yeah. but we're <laughs> doing like remote hot tubs. We're getting in airplanes. There's actually like yeah. space to like spread your arms. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> like I did think like when watching Tayshia and Claire's season, I did think that the La Quinta was a fine place to be doing The Bachelorette. And then now watching this season, I'm like, the La Quinta is a pile of shit. <laughs> like... <laughs> 
<laughs> compared to this. This feels, place is gorgeous. Yeah, <laughs> and huge. somewhere that they would have actually gone on a yeah. date in a regular bachelor season. Like they'd be like, oh, we're going to get on a private jet and go to this cool resort in Farmington, Pennsylvania. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And everyone has to pretend to be excited and then you get there and it's like actually awesome. Yeah. And also La Quinta, if you want me to come and like stay there for a few, I totally will. So like just just because <laughs> this is not to disparage the fine folks at the La Quinta. There. No. Some of our Feels most- like it is. <laughs> yeah. I'm just they saying do. in comparison, I feel like this is a this is this feels like because they can go out flying, because they can go zip lining or do whatever this stuff and they don't have to like create uh New York in the yeah. pathway between the rooms. Like, is that what it was? It was just earlier in this whole pandemic thing and they didn't know what to do. And so they, yeah. they're like, let's not go outside this tiny little La Quinta bubble, basically. Yeah. It was like Alex, May, maybe even April? No, it wow. would have been as early as April. Okay. I think it was like dead, dead summer. Like I think we, it was from June to August. That's um, right. Almost every contestant was just constantly sweating. I remember that. And I, I was like, wow, that must be so hot. Was- I'm very happy to yeah. be in fall weather again, where we don't have to see that. I know. I feel more comfortable watching them not be sweaty, except in a- except for Victoria, who seems to still be at the La Quinta. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh. <laughs> I cannot wait to dive into Victoria. So it's actually really interesting to have you guys on the season because you guys are relatively new to the fandom yet. Like you're so into it now that you're actually both a part of a fantasy league. Am I? Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're in the same fantasy league. Uh, we had a draft last night, right before the episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zach, do you want to share your team? Um, yeah, I could do that. Let me see. I have it right here. Um, I'll, I had the second pick. And my first pick, oh, whoops, this is not it. Actually, wait, sorry, I pulled the wrong <laughs> thing. <laughs> it's on here somewhere, though. Oh, maybe it's this thing. Charlie, do you have your? Yeah, I do have it. Okay, you go ahead. I have yeah. yours, too, uh, if you want. <laughs> oh okay, so I had yeah, the eighth pick in the draft of nine. So I, I was really worried that I was going to end up with scraps. But we did do, like, eighth drafted you know eighth but then nine then back up so i got to pick pretty quickly uh so uh, my team is called katie and the vibes and the team that i got is rachel kit chelsea sarah trot and serena c wow I, that's a strong that's strong i feel really yeah. good about that um yeah really do you have zach's team <laughs> i do <laughs> awesome thank you i kind of yes. might know it from memory i had the second pick though Kayla's yeah. my first pick. Who was yep. um, Kayla was Mari. his first pick. Oh, Mari, Mari yeah. Serena C is my Yeah, we pick. both have Serena T- C. Fourth actually, pick. Actually, you have both of the Serenas. I ended up, yeah, Serena P was my fifth pick. She's my, my f- Nice. Uh, fourth pick, uh, who was it again? Jessenia. Oh, yeah, Jessenia. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I like her. Yeah, she seems really yeah, cool. Yeah, she's good too. Yeah. I yeah. like her time. Um, well, before we get into recapping this episode, you guys have your own podcast. Can you tell us a little bit about uh, Baywatch Watch? Yeah, uh, we so we have a, a podcast where we go back and we watch every episode of Baywatch, which was a show that was run from like 1989 till I think like 2000 or something like that. 2003, I think. 2000, oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, there's a lot of. Seasons. I think all the iterations because I think Baywatch Hawaii was in 2003, which is the oh, is a okay. TV movie that like ended the franchise, I guess. Okay. Yeah. And then there's a spinoff as well, Baywatch Nights, which we haven't gotten to yet. Yes. Um, but yeah, we we just we we watch it and then we we uh, dive deep into it, um, go into more details than probably anyone has ever done about Baywatch episodes. Yeah, uh, it's just yeah. actually just like Trust the Bachelor process, except it's not relevant because it's not currently <laughs> airing. <laughs> <laughs> that's it <laughs> nobody's talking about it online there's no blogs to look at there's no fandom it is just the two of us on an island uh oh, and, and guests alex yeah. which you have been on the podcast before yes. sarah will have to have you on for sure yeah yeah <laughs> I love so much and whatever you guys like you hit an untapped market right like there are legions of uh Baywatch fans that are out there that are looking for their community and you provide that 
we've got a couple we've got a couple fans who've discovered the podcast but yeah i think i feel like it's when you pick your thesis in grad school like you have to pick something that no one's ever done before so right what's left matlock was taken already oh, okay yeah. mm. <laughs> <laughs> i also feel like in general like there is like you know like it's full of beautiful women just like this show like mm -hmm. crossover yeah. themes that i think come up in both um yes and anytime you can i find a a baywatch parallel on this show i'm sure to text it to charlie <laughs> yes absolutely <laughs> <laughs> a parallel well i wonder if people are at, like maybe went back and watched it this year right because i feel like a lot of people that had never seen like the sopranos went mm -hmm. like and watched it and baywatch seems like one of those iconic like the two giants of, of yeah. television history is the oh, sopranos yeah. and Gold baywatch that was it the beginning of the golden age of television was yes. baywatch and the ending was sopranos <laughs> But I, honestly, it's it's fun TV. To it's watch. a blast. Yeah, it really it's is. it's it goes down smooth. Uh, yeah. It's 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 messy. <laughs> it's fun, and uh, and we love talking about it. Also, yeah. Hop is like legit talented and legit hot. Like in a legit. Yeah. I used to think he was a joke. I'm beyond. Right. I like legitimately. I you get it when you watch this. Yeah. Him. I hold him in the same esteem as I do like my Leonardo DiCaprio's, my Daniel Day Lewis's. Like, he's nice. <laughs> oh, he's yes. a character actor. Yes. <laughs> he came a lifeguard <laughs> while I was doing the show, and he stayed in character all the time. I'm Mitch. Everyone called him Mitch. Yeah. Basically. You had to call him Mitch on set. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. 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 Well, I could talk about Baywatch all day, but we also have to, <laughs> okay, yeah. also got to talk about the um, There's so much to uncover in these beginning weeks. There's just so much packed into these earlier episodes. So we're just going to break it down easy. Why don't we start off talking about Brie? What did you guys think about this one-on-one? -on -one? She, I, I didn't think I, uh, much of her on the first night. And I think it was just because there's just so much going on that it was like, she didn't get a ton of focus. She was first out of the limo, right? But otherwise and that when you're first out of the limo you kind of like fade from memory pretty quick in when you're watching the show because so much other stuff happens but on this 101 date i was struck by how unbelievably confident she is like the way mm -hmm. that she talked to him the way that she flirted with him the way that she talked about what she was looking for and expected out of a relationship i was like oh this person is not like afraid of this at all and so i was i was really impressed by her like poise and the way she kind of like owned the space when her and Matt were on their date, especially when they were sitting on the couch having their conversation about relationships. Yeah. yeah, She's like ready for the, ready to be in a marriage. It feels like. Mm -hmm. Only if it's right though, which I really respected, which was her thing was like, if I find love here, I'm willing to expect it. But she did say if, which I really liked because it was like, she knows that she's here for this, but it has to work for both people. And I think that's something that like, because of the competition aspect of the show, we often think like everyone is fighting for the prize, which is to marry the person who's the bachelor, but he might not be the right person for you. Mm -hmm. So, hmm. well, I think she, most of the time he's not. Yeah. <laughs> I think she does have her, like, she has her feet a little bit more firmly planted on the ground because she has come from adversity. Like, in that dinner date later, like later that night, did she say her mother had her when she was 13 years old? Yeah, that is a, I I have a that is less years apart than me and my youngest sister. Like I cannot imagine what that upbringing must have been like for her, and most most importantly, what that must have been like for her mother. And I think yeah. watching her mom suffer through raising her, along with the joys of it, does give her a better grasp of what she would be looking for in the future because she knows how hard it can be when it's not according to plan. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I was very impressed with her as well. And uh, similar to what Charlie said, I, I, she wasn't someone that like stuck in my memory from the first episode, but some of that is like, you know, editing or whatever they, they you know, they choose who to kind of, or someone arrives with something kind of funky on the first day. And you're like, Oh, I remember that someone brought the biggest meatball I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> and I'm going to remember that more than I do. Someone that just kind of comes in. It's like, Hey, I, nice to meet you. I like you. <laughs> Um, but she seemed great. The first great. one is always just like, hello. Yeah. Here's my name. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> and so they usually, uh, stay, they keep the person that has something just kind of out there for like later on to kind of 
in the introduction. Yeah, it like builds yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the gimmicks. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I personally was terrified that they died on that ATV. Oh, I know, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I once had an ATV accident when I was a kid. Like some some neighbor had one in our like cul-de-sac, and I got in there and I fell off and I and I had a like a horrible scrape like on oh. like my leg. Um, and they're and, heavy. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, they're yeah. Huge. yeah. Did you fall off it or did it tip over like it did on the ship? Uh, like it tipped over and I went flying. So the injury could have been much uh, worse. But yeah, thankfully yeah. I was okay. Well, we're so glad that you're here yeah. <laughs> healthy enough to have this conversation about yeah. Matt and Bree going through the same thing. They also seem fine. Matt seemed most upset about what Bree's mom thought. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Well, it was like he said a weird thing, and I don't know if anyone else thought that, but he was like, I would feel weird having you show up, like, for me to meet your mom with you having a bruise, because then she would ask questions, which I thought was a very weird thing to that, say. I missed that. That is kind of odd. Yeah, yeah he I did. I also say, missed that. Yeah, he said he was like, it was, he was like, it was not in that moment when they were wrestling in the mud, which was disgusting, but that it was the part <laughs> where they were sitting on the couch later. And it was right before when she, he said the same thing when he was like, I, I saw like your life flash before my eyes. And I just kept thinking your mom would be so mad at me. And then he said, I can't have you showing up with bruises on you. Cause she's going to wonder. And I thought that was just like an odd mm -hmm. thing for him to say. Hi. It is odd. <laughs> Yeah. I did feel like the fact that he was so concerned with her mother was kind of like an interesting, like that was like interesting to me that that's where his head went. I wonder if like, you know, he was a star athlete and all of that, if he's just so used to like being the, like the people pleaser and all the parents love him and he's a man of faith. And that's kind of like the role he plays that like, that his concern was like, oh my gosh, what are her parents going to think of me? Instead right. of like, what does she think of me right. after yeah. tipping this giant car? <laughs> yeah, right. that's where I feel like his he should be more concerned about what she thinks. Yeah, like, absolutely. So dumb and naive. I was just like, oh my God, that is so nice. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> So Matt's prayer got me the first night and his talk of Bree's mother got Alex on the second. I know. Night. I couldn't wait to I couldn't wait to talk to you about this, Sarah, because I listened obviously to the last couple of episodes and you're like, the prayer really got me. It's like, that's the weirdest thing I've ever seen. In my <laughs> okay. Life. I don't think it, I don't think that it was that it was a prayer. Like I didn't get emotional. I didn't cry. One, it was unique. It was different. So it like stuck with me. But I also, I don't, I just, it, it was an interesting choice. I guess it is kind of strange, especially if you like have it, like, again, we don't really know about Matt yet. So we don't know that his faith is super important to him. We don't really know where all of that is. So it could have just been like some weird nervous tick, but it felt to me like he was nervous and he went to his place of comfort in his prayer and I just kind of liked it. <laughs> <laughs> so did yeah. all the ladies. <laughs> they all Yeah. They it, all when in doubt, if you're nervous, start a prayer, group prayer. <laughs> Honestly, you guys might not get this. The the boys might not get this, but I'm getting some like Ben Higgins vibes a little bit because it's seen like from this season because he is like super into his faith. They picked a lot of women that were very into their faith and and believe that that should be a cornerstone of their relationship. Um, so, I mean, it seems like so far they're picking girls that he was going to vibe with. But again, yeah, I totally. guess we'll see. He's also a bit of a politician. Like, we don't have any insight into who he is. No, yeah. Evidence, yeah. nothing more evident than he's a politician than the surprise orchid he had behind the couch to give to Mary Lynn when <laughs> she was just like, I've had a really rough day. I didn't know if you were thinking about me. He's like, was I thinking about you? Well, if I wasn't, <laughs> would I have this orchid behind the couch? <laughs> Another instance where I was like, oh, he's thinking about her. No, the producers were like, this well, yeah. girl likes orchid. He needs something that he can pull out. No, there's no way he was like, hey, would you grab an orchid for her? <laughs> <laughs> right no he, that is not his mind is not occupied like by what mary lynn like what kind of no <laughs> um i i mean should we move on to sarah 
her one-on-one date? Yeah. Yeah, it felt very, very different from okay. Bree. I was incredibly uncomfortable by yeah. the date because we know a lot about Sarah from her, like her hometown package. And it seems like one of the producers or somebody behind the scenes absolutely tipped Matt off to the fact that she has a, a complicated situation at home. And it just seems like in order for her to earn that rose, she needed to give it all away to him. And yeah. that made me really uncomfortable. Uh, I think you're totally right. And also, I even going earlier, I was terrified of the flight that they were doing. I was going to say, oh, I was oh, uncomfortable okay. because there was no cover on that airplane. <laughs> no, I was like, no, 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 no. This is not a cool date. Oh my gosh. I was terrible. Like, they're, they're kissing. <laughs> that was oh my God. Oh, he's flying the plane. <laughs> I would have dumped him if he made me do that. <laughs> I think I think I I will say in defense of the date I do think for this type of situation there's something about that that's incredibly like thrilling it gets your adrenaline like to the max I think that it's one of those things that for like if you just like went on a date with somebody and he was like hey do you want to get in this little plane and go but I think in the world of The Bachelor you believe that everything that you're doing is relentlessly safe because it's done for a television show and they're not going to let you like die on camera and so yeah. so in that sense i was like and in order for all of them to like impress matt in some way or another they have to just like do what he says and if he's like let's get in this plane and she said no then he's like all right go home right. Uh, well, you see you see this a lot and then like uh, uh, apparently it's been said that you're as the lead you're asked who you like the most and they tend to put the people that they really like um, in more dangerous dates because it, you know, um, overcoming that together, actually, exactly, exactly. So uh, I imagine that means that he really liked Sarah because this was really scary. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's like a, a, a surefire sign that he was just like, I'm into that girl. Uh, what do you guys think about Sarah? Well, she's on my team, so I stand. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but no, I, I, Here's the thing, like, and I think this was this was a theme for Tasha season as well. Is this is you have two people who are incredibly closed off in Tasha and Matt who are demanding openness from the people. It's like you need to be vulnerable. You need to open up, and I need to know everything about you. I haven't earned your trust. You're just on this show, so it must be that you're here for me, and so I get to tell you that you need to tell me everything about your life and so yeah you're right I think you're right he probably was tipped off about it to push for it but for her it's really challenging and I almost am a little worried at the fact that he knows that any at any point he can pull the trigger on sending her home and make it seem like he's doing her a favor by being like well now you can go take care of your dad and uh I think that's tough because he even said like the fact that she would leave and come for me and knowing like I know my family would do this and it sounds like her dad did the same thing that he was like absolutely do not get pass up this opportunity to be on the show to stay home and take care of me someone will is there to take care of me like i'll be fine i want you to go live your dream and i just don't want him to use that as an excuse at a certain point and be like i really feel like you should be home with your dad uh unless she asks for it and then at that point then you do her the favor but i'm worried that that puts her in an easily disposable position with Matt um, and he can make it seem like a favor. Right. It's a damn if you do, damn if you don't because she he forced her to open up, but right. take it home and not look like it did. Right. Um, and we don't know anything about him too. So, yeah. Yeah, that's so true. It was also, um, she didn't want to share that information. And I think like, I actually think like, and imagine if you're somebody who's like a full-time caretaker for your dad, you like leave a prominent career to like have a little bit of fun, go on this show. I remember, I, <laughs> I think I like texted Sarah or somebody, or maybe I said something to my roommate, Tim. I was just like, she deserves to have fun. Like she deserves to be here. Like she's had to live such an adult life. She's so young. She deserves to be here and have some fun. She's forced to open up. And then you have people like Victoria walking around and like after you've just expelled all this information involuntarily, I think that is what led to her collapsing at the rose ceremony. I think mm. she was so like she she'd been pushed past her limits, and like she and you have these people who are insufferable around you, and like 
not only that, but you also like shared deep information that you probably wouldn't have shared with like a normal person that you were dating. Like I completely get why she was overwhelmed and why she was more than likely having a panic attack. That sounds like what she was having. She was saying she was black. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense for sure. Uh, yeah. I really like her though. She's really pretty. She looks like the girl from Schitt's Creek. Yeah, she does. Yeah, yeah. she does. So I kind of thought, Charlie, same thing at first. Like last week, I was thinking, oh, like I have her going far in my bracket, I think to fantasy suites. And I was thinking like he was basically going to take her almost like all the way and then, and then send her home and it was going to be like a very emotional goodbye um and and kind of you know same thing a lot about her dad and maybe he couldn't necessarily like handle all of that but and maybe i'm just being like manipulated by the teaser for next week i'm wondering if she's gonna go on her own next week alex because of what like i think maybe she's realizing all of this was actually too much. Well, don't we know from a preview that there's a two-on-one between her and Victoria? Or am I making that up? Again, it could have just been like these teasers are always like so nuts and that like what they end up teasing is never anything other than Colton Spence jump. Right. So I don't <laughs> I don't know. But that seems so knowing what we know for a two-on-one to be between Victoria and Sarah, that seems weird. Yes, but they are like polar opposite on the spectrum. Like, yeah, Sarah actually cares about important shit. And Victoria, should we talk about Victoria? <laughs> yeah, let's talk yeah. about Victoria. Yeah. Love us it's too. time. It's just... time. Okay, gentlemen. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wow. <laughs> All right. I, where do we even begin? Um, she picks a fight out of nothing from the bat, um, like out of thin air. Like, she just like likes to make shit out of nothing um i think the first fight that she picked was about the fact that the girls were being fake about the group date and being or not the group date about brief date and being happy for her right and then yeah she said she immediately said she was sick of all of them she was there to spend time with matt this isn't a sorority uh and so she doesn't care that's the only kind thing that she is for. a sorority yeah. like you're paying a ton of money on all of your clothes and makeup and stuff to go like live in a mansion with a bunch of girls like it's kind yeah. of exactly a sorority she came here Other, yeah. well actually but in sororities a lot of them do end up dating the same guy so i don't know maybe it's exactly <laughs> like a sorority well she didn't come here to win she's not here to win she knows she's not gonna win she came here to get attention uh to be For the sure. villain and she's she's doing it i think she's gonna she's burning out too fast i think she's become too much of the villain too soon and it'll be too chaotic and matt will send her home because uh it's like too much it's not in the way that like the only other season i've seen is is sean lowe's and and tiara was the villain of that season but she was good at at doe-eyeing and actually being pretty good at manipulating sean like like Victoria is not any different with Matt than she is with like the yeah, way that she talks, and he looks so bored by her. Like, but the producers are like, "You got to entertain it." That, I, I did. Okay, oh, yeah, I, I was just gonna say I did see that thing that Matt supposedly kind of defended her like recently, like saying like, "Oh yeah, I think she's funny. She's really funny." Uh, I mean, oh, yeah, I didn't say that. I, I guess like so. if you were wow. in the situation and you were kind of like a guy like Matt, like you might think it's like kind of funny, like just like I don't know, like it doesn't seem to me like he's gonna care that much about what's going on in the house. That's oh, just like from early observations. But Victoria gave I mean... me this like palpable sense of anxiety when I was watching her, in the sense that like I think we've all encountered people like this in our lives, where it's like no matter what you say, like they're not living on the same plane of reality as you. And so yeah. like they can spin everything that you say, everything that you do. There's no moment in which it's like, you know what? It would be better for us to come together and have some sort of like truce in order to get through this situation. Instead, she's like, the fact that you're even coming and talking to me is also an attack and I'm going to use that against you and everything you're doing, I'm building some sort of like ammunition thing about her. And so I like felt for her, as much as I think Marilyn is sadly dreadfully boring um i did yeah. feel bad for her in that moment um yeah the only thing that she's guilty of is using matt's name to matt too much in the sentence like i actually <laughs> handled that situation 
perfectly. Sure, like, sure. And and it's and Victoria, it got to a point where Victoria couldn't make a fight out of anything, so she just walked up and <laughs> she's like, I can't yeah. give your come togetherness like with a fight, so I'm just gonna leave because you're crazy. And she's an empath, and she knows that uh, she does not like being around her. Anymore. <laughs> an empath <laughs> an empath okay i have a question for the group i it goes a lot with victoria but kind of some of the other women too i feel really i feel kind of bad for matt right now in the early stages of all of this because the women keep asking him for kisses and he doesn't seem like he wants to kiss like half of them and i don't i don't know I feel I feel for him in this because I don't really feel that he can say no or he'll look like a jerk. Like we've seen women on the show saying like, oh, not now, but like for him to do that, it, it feels like it would be wrong. Maybe it wouldn't if we actually just saw it and it was like, <laughs> he was like, I, I actually don't want to. <laughs> but I don't like I feel bad that he keeps being put in this situation. Yeah, especially that this I think it was the second kiss that Victoria asked for after they had a talk. You could just tell he was like, okay <laughs> like I, he, it was like his reaction was like well i really don't want to but okay exactly what you said he probably was like i don't maybe he felt bad like re flat out rejecting someone he's like oh okay we'll kiss but well, he, was he, not he into knew that all. she was going to use that as like i got a kiss when it was like very well, yeah. different than him kissing you like going in for a kiss than you saying can i have a kiss and then getting one and using that as somehow validation for what you just did um but yeah i do agree i do agree that it it feels different for him as the bachelor, especially since he seems very, I don't know, naive about this process uh, and to say no to a kiss that it would somehow be like rude or, or, or unkind. Whereas in the bachelorette universe, it feels like her saying no is like often feels like a safety issue. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. But that's why I'm like, I don't, I, I, I don't, but he's, I'm like, he, he's also allowed to <laughs> feel uncomfortable. Yeah, like absolutely. They, they all keep asking him. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but there's a difference between when like Justina is doing it versus when Victoria is doing it. Yes, correct. Vibe like between him and Justina when he was like, yeah. what do you do to make you feel good? And she's like, a kiss? What? You know, that was actually kind of smooth. Um, yeah, right. yeah. He's like, can I walk you downstairs now? Like usually at this point, they that have was it. It was over. Yes, they have to be interrupted. Like he was saying, like that that never happens where the bachelor this early on is like, can I get you out of my sight? <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, yeah, about a cast first. And their kisses are so weird. Is anyone? Them? Yes. <laughs> the worst kisses. Well, they they keep filming, and I think it's like. I don't know if it's Matt or whatever it is, but it's like he opens his mouth to go in for it. And so I keep seeing the inside of his mouth at the beginning of these kisses, and it's really, like, making me uncomfortable. Okay, is part of it Matt's fault? So I think Matt is a big part of it, yeah. So Matt's a bad kisser, you're saying? I mean, I don't know. You know, I don't want to they, – they may feel otherwise, but I just think for some reason when I keep seeing these kisses, they seem to initiate in a place that starts wrong. <laughs> But it, it could I, be my... that he. Oh, go ahead. Oh, sorry. It could be that he's, maybe he's a better kisser with someone like uh, Jasenia or someone like that. He likes. Like that. But like, yeah. But Victoria, he's just like, and then his his mouth goes into like, I'm. This is not going to be a good kiss for anyone. I don't even think the Victoria one is the one that I like. Is what I'm even talking about right now. I think I'm talking about like generally the kisses that he saw. Okay. But the same time, it could be the way it's filmed. Like you don't often get one so close up, uh, from that angle. So I don't know. Well, you know what it reminds me of now that you're bringing it up? Like, you know when a baby is first learning how to kiss and it just, like, open mouth, like, um, yeah. palms to your cheek, the side of your cheek? Like, that's this kind is of his first kiss. Yeah, that's <laughs> Matt's observing kissing for the first time uh, on yeah. the show. And the thing is, I will say that, that someone who is this attractive, objectively attractive, as Matt is, like, he can't be a bad kisser. He can be a bad lover. That's he true. can do all those things. And he'll get away with so much just because he's good looking. Like, it's like yeah. the idea that he's just, like, bestowing attention on on these people will be, like, they'll like, be like, we'll gift. figure it out. Yeah, that's his yeah. gift. But instead, it could just be that he's not, you know, he could not be that good at it. Oh. He might not be. Yeah. 
You're really giving. I, and you know what? That's okay. I'm not trying to be unkind Sarah, to you Matt just did James. It. I'm... Charlie just said yeah. he'll get a free pass because he's so uh, handsome. <laughs> yeah. You're like, you know, it's okay that he's not a good kisser. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> okay, so some news about Victoria that had um, come out like in the last 24 hours. So she posted a picture on Instagram of her all glammed up and she was holding a dog. And the caption was just something stupid, but people notice in the far back, if you zoom in, there was a Trump flag like folded over and like slung over a chair. I will say I at first was one of these people that was like, I don't know, maybe it's like the New York Giants flag, but then everyone quickly pointed out to me that that flag does not have any stars on it. So I I get it. um, And it says Trump. <laughs> and, uh, and that the Giants like doesn't have doesn't say Trump on it too. Uh, <laughs> so everyone's like freaking out about this, and she goes on. She takes the photo down. She goes on her Instagram stories, and she's like, "Hey everyone, like I noticed something because everyone pointed it out to me. I just want everyone to know that like that was not my flag. That was like my makeup artist's flag. So not my flag. Wow." That's- that's an interesting excuse. Makeup. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I'll do your makeup, but my my Trump flag comes with it. Like, <laughs> that's so that's what you said. <laughs> like, does the makeup artist have to bring her flag? Yeah. Because, <laughs> or was she at her makeup artist's house? Or oh, she, no, no follow up explanation. Not that I've seen. Um, this to me is not super surprising, but I also, it led me to do more of like a deeper dive into her Instagram. Another thing that I was very disturbed by was on her birthday, not very long ago, there was like a picture of her standing amongst a bunch of women and she's like on a chair and all the girls are like bowing down to her. And she's like, Oh, I've always been queen. Like it's my birthday. I think it was like birthday queen or whatever. And she goes, PSA, we are all COVID tested negative and very much aware of this tragic pandemic. Cry emoji, prayer emoji. <laughs> no. Guys, she's also, according to Instagram, a health coach. Yeah. Health and lifestyle coach, not certified, but you have to pay no. like $365 for her coaching. Okay. Oh my gosh. Zach, well, so that leads me to coaching Charlie, Sarah. (laughs) I know. Yeah, I will be taking her course. Uh, (laughs) But that leads me to speaking of her health. In the next, in the previews for the next episode, we noticed last night that like it looks like she like either develops pink eye or like something is going on. But there is like a physical deterioration that seems to be happening where her uh, one eye is like super bloodshot, has like. It looks like a black eye almost, like like underneath. There's some kind underneath. of infection, it seems There's like. some sort of infection that seems to be happening, and it's, like, more and more chaos. And I'm, like, it just makes me think of, like, like in the movies when, like, someone is infected by the evil, and the more they do, the more yeah. their, like, skin I, falls apart. I pointed out that uh, she reminded me of the Emperor in Star Wars because his, his whole thing is that, like, the evil, like, manifests on his face. Yes. It looks on well. Like, she, I'm not trying to, like, you know, talk major trash, but, like, as Charlie said, she, there's something yeah. in her face that looks like she's not healthy right now. Which or is spoiler ironic. alert, uh, Pedro Pascal in Wonder Woman 1984. That's exactly what I was <laughs> yeah. going to say. Oh, really? <laughs> started off with the bloodshot eyes, and it's just going to expand. Like, the more she tries to get women kicked out of the house by claiming that their energy is bad for her um, her gift of empathy, um, <laughs> is the more that she's just, like, her body is just going to physically fall apart. I, yeah. Um, yeah. I'm worried about the eyes too, because like the whole cocktail, like rose ceremony cocktail party look was hard, like disturbing for me. Like the puffy, the puffy dress with the. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, she had the puffy dress. Her bra straps were like hanging out. Not something you really see a lot on like the formal gown nights. And she just, she, it, it literally looks like something was wrong with her. Like it, I don't know if she was like, crying wasted probably a little combination of all of it <laughs> okay like, yeah in the normal real world like victoria is like objectively pretty yes like, but it seems like she's almost trying to go out of her way to look disheveled or like it, it, it's almost as if she's like 
I don't know if she's feeling insecure about the other women, you know, being actual supermodels, but like, it's almost like she, the way that she wants to set her herself apart is by like wearing a black bra that is like just hanging out of her dress. Like I, I, my brand is actively not trying or something. It's, Mm. it just love it off. Like, yeah. And that you might be right. The truck flag thing, even if it's, even if, Victoria is that which could feed into this like it's not necessarily disqualifying for Matt (laughs) (laughs) no I mean (laughs) you know because of his political leanings whichever way they may go but Victoria may be like after she she did share that she has insecurities too and then walked away from Matt being like that I loved opening up to him and I was like well you didn't really say No. Yeah, I, I think the Trump, I think like that the Trump flag was more. It's it it's hard right now. Well, this franchise is kind of seems in the last few years trying to take um just ownership of, you know, things that maybe they've done wrong in the past and like they're trying to like what seems like actively make better choices and make a change uh, in the show moving forward. So it's just it would be interesting to me that they would, I don't know, bring contestants on that maybe were like so outwardly supportive of Trump. Not saying that she was, but I mean, I feel like if she was, they would know. Well, I mean, I think a lot of their viewership is probably Trump supporters. So like, I think that is probably them being like, well, you're also represented here too. Yeah. Yeah. And when, and also like, if I was not a Trump supporter, which I am not, my makeup artist would also not be a Trump supporter. <laughs> that, would just, that would be a hard line I would draw where I would just be like, I'm sure you're great. I'm sure you do a great job. And like, you know, there are people that I'm sure that I, I interact with that just don't talk about it. And so I don't know that they are. But if you've got the flag hanging over the chairs, <laughs> that's the probably flag. the last time. And I'm not going to take a picture in front of it. <laughs> yeah. No, check your background. Doesn't matter if the lighting is good. Yeah, yeah. I kind of breached over it, but I really, really want to talk about uh, this group date, the wedding, the wedding dress. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, With Frank. Cap to the leg, Cap to the Oh, he's our, resident, he's our resident photographer. Has he um, been on the show before, or? He was on, he took pictures of Tasha and Zach last. I thought oh, it was a different photographer. Okay. Is it the same one? Exactly. Oh, okay. Uh, we we pointed out that he apparently didn't want to leave. Like they were like, okay, we're done with the photography set uh, thing, and then they wanted to do something else. He's like, I'm coming along too. He was hanging out the whole time. He was like capturing that. It was like the capture the flag. It was almost like he was a, like a nature photographer. He was like <laughs> getting right in there and getting all the best angles while these women were like violently clobbering each other. Like it was, it was. Um, it's not Lord of the Flies. What is it? Oh, no. Um, Hunger Games. Oh, yeah. yeah. Hunger Games. Yeah. It felt like real. It's it, it was like a next level odd because they were in white dresses in the middle of the woods. Like it felt real culty. Like something yeah. was going on. <laughs> yeah. But like some sort of even more twisted um, Midsommar. <laughs> and he was like yeah. a bad photographer too because he was bad in the Tasha one too. But in this, like there were moments where like somebody would kiss Matt on the cheek and then he'd, Franck would snap a picture and then they'd show the picture and she would have removed her lips from his cheek and was like four <laughs> inches away and i was like you didn't get the actual kiss like you should be shooting non-stop so that you get good pictures to put on but if you're missing these moments that actually make good pictures you're not a wedding photographer <laughs> i had issues with frank and Tasha's photo shoot as well <laughs> i like it i like that he's like unabashed like he's just bad and he just yeah <laughs> I like it. Are we positive he's even a photographer I, like, i'm thinking not right they probably just got him from casting and they're like yeah he seems like a fun character and yeah put him on there you can give anyone a camera and have them take pictures and they will be similar to or maybe even a little better than that so yeah chances are this is just a guy <laughs> they gave a camera and they had a good personality yeah um i have to say it was fun watching the girls kind of come out of their shells yet and like a few new favorites like bubbled over the surface for me on this group day like for instance like serena c no one has ever looked more beautiful in a wedding dress um like uh mari we saw her get like 
crazy, like down and dirty, like so much so that she was able to come on a group date. They're screaming. They're like, give it to me. (laughs) (laughs) It was amazing. Do you guys have like, like, do you guys have any like uh, front runners based on some of the women that we've seen on the date that we haven't talked about tonight? Um, I I will say Jasenia actually did uh, stand out for me, I, which I didn't notice her as much in the first episode, but I I felt like she kind of, uh, like you said during the wedding photo, she had that uh, nice moment with Matt and stuff like that. So that's another person that's kind of, um, you know, joined the front runners list in a sense, I guess, uh, possibly. Yeah, yeah I think early, she's sweet. I would say the same. She would be like my new kind of gal. <laughs> I'm fucked because I didn't realize that she wasn't eliminated last week. So I don't even think she's on my bracket at all. <laughs> oh no. I already have like of of half the rose ceremony that we've seen, I had already like cut out so many of these women for the next week. So my bracket is all it's all messed up. It's really bad. Although I do think I have Serena C. She was kind of like my random pick is like going kind of far. So maybe she she will like stick around because yeah, as Matt said, he needs to see you in a wedding dress so he can visualize marrying you. So if <laughs> she looked that good in a wedding dress, she could make it pretty far. That, that is such a fun, that's only on the voucher. Is that acceptable? Like in, people yeah. are like, well, I don't know. We should get engaged. I have to see you in a wedding dress. And then <laughs> well, these like hundred dollar <laughs> wedding dress or $20 wedding dresses. They probably weren't that expensive, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They all look great, but uh, yeah. Yeah, they, they all look I, fine, I can't imagine them yeah. spending a lot on. No, they're going to get <laughs> a like different a dress room. for their. <laughs> Yeah, oh, gotta get God. this one to the dry cleaners because that's what you're gonna wear. <laughs> Where did Serena C get that dress? Like, I might actually want to like. <laughs> Mine was pretty cheap, and I will say now it almost does kind of look like it did at the end of those dates because your wedding dress gets so Thrash. brown. Yeah. At the yeah. <laughs> it's so nasty. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think like MJ was already someone who I thought was was yeah. great but I think like MJ has MJ and Chelsea both seem to be kind of like having a leadership role like Chelsea really took control of like being like okay here's who's going on this date here's who's doing this and MJ felt the same way where they both are outspoken when it comes to conflict in the house in terms of mediating and in terms of being like hey we all need to cool out and chill down and I think I get a very reassuring vibe from both of them in the sense that like, I'm like, oh yeah, I trust both of these people to be kind of in a leadership role. I don't know how that bodes for them in terms of probably not well because they'll end up becoming like house mom type thing. Um, but, you know, for I like the them most part, like, I feel like they, they, those kinds of women make it like halfway a little bit past halfway but for this the reason you're saying because the lead tends to feel just like oh i can like relax with you or i'm comforted by you so i like having you around and i've obviously got to like keep bringing girls along with me so i'm just going to keep pushing you so like i imagine neither of them will make it into like the final six but they could go like go just about that far yeah you're so right about them being leaders too. I was like so in yeah. their strategy during uh, the capture the flag. I was just like, oh, I want them in my corner during the zombie. Yeah, clearly athletes too. So <laughs> MJ especially was just like, I know what we're doing. Here's the straight. She was calling plays. Like, she- <laughs> <laughs> oh god, it was amazing. Um, all right, well, we're winding down, but do you guys have any final thoughts? How are you? Are you feeling optimistic about the future? What are you thinking? Um, I oh, I have a thought. I think Victoria should at once she's once she's um let go from the show should reach out to Bennett from the last um go around that we had because I think that's a it's not a couple I really like, but I mean I think they're they're probably good for each other. Oh, wow. it, slash I, bad. Yeah, I could actually <laughs> really see that working. What if both people are telling people like unequivocal truths about themselves and refusing to budge (laughs) and being like assessing, would that like be like a supernova that like explodes and takes everyone else down with them? Or would it create this beautiful harmony in which it's like they both have to just like Mm. shut up for a second? (laughs) Probably the former, (laughs) but yeah. Yeah. I, I do think that she is this season's Bennett, except without like, Bennett had all the like 
the accoutrement to back up his pompousness, like the Harvard thing. The there the... were also like just some funny moments with Bennett that yes. made him a little endearing. Like there's we're gonna get none of Victoria that. Victoria just Victoria. calls herself a queen, and right. you know, <laughs> it's she's, not. Yeah, she's a uh, she's like on bachelorette uh, party mode, twenty four seven. Like someone that you see that's like this, tonight's my uh, bachelorette uh, party night. And yes, I am the queen, and I'm gonna I'm gonna party all night, and I get to do whatever I want, and that's yeah. Twenty four seven. Her birthday definitely lasts a month. <laughs> yeah, like among sure. her friends. Yeah, like, yeah, it's, yeah. It's my birthday month. Every and month. if someone birthday. is like, "Hey, I don't think I'll be able to like bring a present," she will never invite that person. Yeah, to the party. <laughs> like if someone ever comes one time without. <laughs> she feels yeah. like that you like were friends with in your early 20s that you inevitably had to have like a friend breakup with like I bet a lot of those girls will in that picture that Sarah posted will eventually realize that she's toxic and have yes. a friend breakup with her yeah I had friends in like my early 20s who went through that with when it came to weddings and it would be like you need to get use this person for your hair and this person for and it would eventually end up being like fourteen fifteen hundred dollars for like a 23 year old to get all this stuff done and go to the bachelorette party and go and do all this stuff and certain people would just be like hey that's just like a little bit out of my price range like is it okay if i maybe like do this it'll look the same and then they're like you obviously don't care about me so you will not be in my wedding anymore <laughs> oh was that victoria that was saying that to your friend it was yeah it was yeah, no basically. but it, yeah, it was victoria yeah <laughs> it actually was it was victoria yeah. um yeah that is a real thing i really hope i wasn't one of those <laughs> i tried really hard <laughs> yeah i like went too much in the opposite direction that my bridesmaids were reaching out and they were like hey what should i do for this and i was like whatever and they were like no this is actually really frustrating i need direction <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway. Yeah, guidance versus expectation, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, I don't know, jeans. <laughs> like, you were no. delightful, Sarah. You were great. Um, okay, guys. Well, thank you so much for joining us this week. These early episodes are always my favorite because they are just chaotic and fun and I'm not emotionally attached to anybody yet so I feel comfortable just like dumping on them. <laughs> um, yeah yeah it's um, much easier to like make fun of these people when we don't know them yeah totally uh, yeah so we really appreciate your insights um where can listeners listen to Baywatch Watch on all of the podcast platforms you can just search for Baywatch Watch and yeah, you can find it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Overcast, iTunes, whatever. You, you guys can find have it. Instagram handle? We do. Uh, yeah, at Baywatch Watch. Okay, and, guys. Yeah. I love it. Well, everyone, be sure to check out uh, Baywatch Watch, and we'll be here same time next week. Same time, same place. Thanks, guys. Thanks Bye. for having us. Thanks so much for being on. And if you like what you heard, please rate and subscribe. And of course, the journey doesn't end here. Follow us on social media at Sarah Elizabeth Franklin and at Alex Ryan Frank. See you later. Hi, I'm Michelle Veray. And I'm Kimberly Trung, and we are the host of Crush Fictionally, a podcast all about your favorite fictional characters from movies, TV shows, and more. Each episode, we pick a theme, curate a list of characters that we love, why we love them, and some fun facts about the people who created them. So if you've ever felt a true connection with a fictional character, tune in to Crush Fictionally on Campfire Media or wherever you find your podcast. Campfire. <laughs>